Hey, I'm Terry Molinero, and I believe that we as the body of Christ are here for such a time as this. I love to say this, blessed to be a blessing, that we are called to be a light. And look, friends, if we don't do it, if we aren't the light, who's going to be the light? The body of Christ has always been a house of action. And hey, who says we can't have some fun along the way? Terry, it's Ryan Seacrest. You're in broadcast. I'm trying to be in broadcast. There's something in common. Good luck to you at Seacrest House. This is the Church Hacks Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to the Church Acts Podcast. I'm Terry Molinero, and today I wanted to bring somebody, somebody, some encouragement. We're just entering the second month of the year, so February 1st, when this originally airs. That means that we are just two weeks away from two very major things. I'm going to help you out, guys. The first thing, of course, Valentine's Day, but the second one isn't as great. It is the point where, according to studies, the majority will throw their hands up and they'll stop working towards their goals, the things that they want to achieve. So here's a few statistics that I found. 38.5% of adults, and this was done in the U.S., set New Year's resolutions every single year. 59% of young adults, so that's 18 to 34, have New Year's resolutions, which makes it the largest demographic that sets these goals. 48%. Uh, want to exercise more, making it the most popular New Year's resolution. So the top three are all health related. 23% quit in the first week and only 36% make it past the first month. 9% of people who make goals successfully keep their New Year's resolutions. I don't know if you caught that, but 48% of people want to exercise more. Half of them quit within the first week, less than a third make it up until this point in the year, and even less make it to the Valentine's Day mark with only 9% successfully keeping their resolutions. Keep in mind, like that's the average, and that number is really even small, uh, smaller as it is, because you know this is uh, only the number that reflects people who actually are wanting to try to better themselves. It's not even like the global population, right? So it's already a smaller segment. I know I said that I wanted to bring some encouragement this episode. So far, those stats did not really seem to bring a lot of encouragement, encouragement rather. Although, full transparency, I kind of find those stats encouraging myself. Maybe this is a bit dark, but I'm just going to tell you how I look at it. For me, I look at that number and go, listen, listen, all these people would have quit by now, but not you. And I just kind of get that self-talk going, just kind of you know, coming against myself almost like that, like the inner advocate kind of vibe. Uh, My favorite days to go to the gym actually are the days when it's like a snowstorm. Because let me tell you, the gym is not crowded on snowstorm days. But I keep going because I know that people look up to me. You know, they watch to see what I'm going to do, how I'm going to respond. And in my mind, if I know that I'm called to lead people, this is just me boiling it down to the simplest of facts, you darn well better be sure that I'm going to put in the effort and the hard work to lead myself. It's kind of funny, like I, I really do, and this is not bragging on myself, but uh, even my my wife, like Magna, would totally tell you that I will say things sometimes to people when they're asking for my advice and they go, oh my gosh, like, yeah, whatever. But little do they know that I'm actually putting in that work myself. I'm actually holding myself to a higher standard as well. So I'm not just uh, saying things here in the podcast, I'm actually practicing it as well. So I hope you feel the intensity today because I want to stir you up a little bit With that little side tangent aside, recently I was not feeling as confident. 
As you know, I left my job at the radio station about a month ago. The first week was filled with errands. Megan and I went to a conference, so the schedule and the usual flow of a normal week was thrown off. But in week two, that's when the rubber started to meet the road. It sunk in like, wow, this is this is real. Like this is actually happening. So the first time in my life, I can legitimately say I'm living my dream as I go you know, out and work for myself and go and serve churches and the people around me. This is actually really funny. So I was running an errand the other day and Megan and I have this thing where she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm living the dream, baby, because I was never able to say that before. Right. And this is like legitimately uh, my dream, which I'm so grateful to her for even, you know, uh, partnering with me in this and giving me this opportunity and the things I put in place to be able to even do this. But um, it was funny because the other day I was leaving a coffee shop and uh, I, I went to Starbucks because someone gave me a gift card and I'm coming out and I'm on the phone and she's like asking me this and I'm like, I'm living the dream, baby. And I was I was getting a little hyped about it. It's like, how could I not be living the dream? Like I'm doing this. I'm working for myself. I just, you know, I just got like a free drink from uh, from a gift card. And on top of that, like I'm going to go record a podcast, which is actually the one that you're listening to right now, which is just so exciting. And there was this lady who was kind of walking past me and she just looked at me like, wow. So I, I don't know what that was all about. But uh, yeah, I came on a little strong, but it's so true. Very blessed. Now, even though that is the case, as I started to work, I realized quickly that the way I was accustomed to working, you know, when I work for someone else was not going to serve me anymore in this season because it's a completely different situation and vibe. Truth be told, within the first week of me working, I felt this thought try to creep into my mind. It said, do you think you can really pull this off. Look at how hard it is. You really think you can do this? And silly me, I should have shut that down so darn fast, but I started to think about it. I started thinking thoughts like, man, like, can I even do this? And then the big one, am I even able to do this? Now, usually this would cause me to start thinking negatively, maybe lose even motivation, but this time something different happened. And this is really what I wanted to share with you today. This time I directed my thoughts to God. I said, God, can I even do this? Like in that kind of discouraged state, you know, am I even able? And then God, one after the next, after the next showed me that not only can I do this, not only I am more than able to do this, but I have been doing this for my entire life. And he started to walk me through all the times in my life where I was faced with something new and rose to the occasion, you know, showing me how I've built up the time management skills, the productivity skills, the discipline that I need, how I've been doing this and that it is in me. When that happened, my thoughts just completely changed. It seems so ridiculous that I would even question the fact because it was true. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is not just in me, but it is me. It is who I am. I know that even if I come up short, God's grace is going to be good to make up the difference. And I'll tell you, I even take this to very small aspects of my life, not to go into another uh, side tangent, but there'll be times where I'll wake up in the morning and I have my routine and the things I want to do and I'm feeling tired and I'm like, God... I just ask for your grace. I lean on your grace for the energy to be able to do these things. So can I encourage you today or tonight or whenever you're listening to this, look where you've been. Look what you've overcome against great odds, against trials of all kinds that are unique to you and your story, sickness, loss of family, against demonic oppression and curses, all these things, you and I are still here because you and I serve a good God who has good plans for our good future. And that is why we can. And that, my friends, is why we will. Years ago, I learned a lesson that was profound to me, and I think it could really help you as well. I noticed that there would be opportunities for growth um, or opportunities for extreme stress, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, there'd be times where I would be so stressed, feeling really pressed, 
with so little to hold on to that all I had was faith. But even then, I'd just be so stressed because there's only like a little glimpse of it, a little glimmer of it. There were times where I remember like almost pulling my hair physically out of my head, drained in almost every single way. Then having to put on a smile, hey, uh, everything's good, you know, doing a radio show. And here's the, here was the real challenge, really meaning it. That's not easy to do. Times where the situation would go on, you know, for months and months and months. But on the other side of whatever it was that was going on and what I was going through, I had the same thought every single time. See, in the middle of it, it seemed to me that this was more than I could ever handle or take. But on the other side of it, I realized, and here's the lesson, that it was always within my ability, usually far beneath my maximum capacity and capability. See, a lot of times we get used to the world standard. We look at what the world or society would place on us and go, hey, I guess, you know, there are the limits right there. But have we forgotten today who it is that we bowed the knee to? Have we forgotten what it says even in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8? And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every single good work. See, that is the standard that we need to hold. That is the pattern that we need to have. When we do, we will become people who aren't thrown around by all the craziness of life. We're going to be steady. We're going to be steady. If you're listening to this right now, you may know that you are a leader. You may know that God has placed leadership over your life. Listen to me. People are watching to see how you respond to times of adversity, difficult times in life. Not only that, people are falling off one by one by one these days. See, we need to develop the resilience. We need to develop the strength and realize that when God's grace partners with us, there is nothing that can stand in our way. You know, husbands, wives, we need to lead our families. We need to lead our kids. How much you know, deception there is even hitting the world in the churches these days. When it comes to the family structure, it comes back to our uh, standard, though. Is society setting our standards, right? Or is the word of God and the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom? Remember the stats that I mentioned a few moments ago? 38.5% of U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions every single year. 59% of young adults have New Year's resolutions. Why is it, do you think, that after the age of 34, resolutions just go down? Do you know what I think? I don't have specific data, only what I've seen in my own life. I think that the longer life goes on, the more we have opportunities to tell ourselves these narratives. Things like, I'll always be this way. Oh, I've been trying to do this. Oh, or that since I was a kid, you know, it's, it just has never worked yet. Why should it work now? I've tried to overcome that addiction. I've tried to overcome fear. I've tried to get to the gym, but it's always stuck around. So why should it leave now? See, we develop these false narratives and then they become our worldviews. Do you know what a worldview is? It's like a lens that we see things through. Now your perspective is warped, right? Because you picked up something that God never gave you. And I wonder how many people there are today walking around crippled in their hearts and minds and in their beliefs because they uh, started to tell themselves something or someone told them something or society convinced them of something long ago. See, when I looked into this uh, realm of being self-employed, I started to think up a narrative. Can I even do this? Am I even able that's a false narrative in the making. That's the seeds of, uh, you know, lack of faith and things like this and hopelessness coming in. And then what do you think is going to happen as a result of that? But then God in his mercy and grace showed me, Terry, not only are you able, not only can you do this, but you have been doing this. Look what you've overcome. You know, look how against all the odds, time and time and time again, you didn't quit. You refused to give up. You remained relentless. And because of that, you are here right here right now. It is no coincidence. And that is why you can. And that is why you will. 
Today, I want to leave you with two things. First off, uh, let me leave you with this question. What narrative have you been repeating or constantly listening to that has been choking the gifts and purposes and call of God in your life? I'll tell you right now, fear, and I'm just going to be fully transparent here. Fear has been choking me recently in a certain area. I just want to be honest. I don't want you to think that I'm like immune to things. Things come for me just like they come for all of us. But it's what we do with that information that is the separator, right? So what has that story been like for you? Now let's start to change that. Once you're done thinking about that, let's replace that with the truth. Look back over your life, even practically speaking. What have you been through? The hard times, the ugly times. If you're listening to my voice right now, that means that you've gotten through it all. And you know what? It might have looked ugly. Things might still be going on, but it didn't take you out. You are right here right now listening and you have breath and you have the will to choose. It may not feel like it, but you are physically here and able to hear me speak. So remember, God's hand is on your life. I feel to remind someone today that his favor, if only you could actually see with clarity, his favor is all over you. I was talking with uh, someone not too long ago and the narrative of their life on the outside looking in would be that this is hard and that's hard and this is hard. And they just shared a message, a reminder that, man, God specifically saw them where they were at in that situation. And they kind of actually explained something that I think the majority without discernment would go, oh, yeah, that's just coincidence because that is such a big thing to happen. But I actually felt the spirit say, no, like I actually did this for this person for a purpose. You have heaven right there waiting to back you up on whatever it is that you set your hands to do. But you and I, we need to act. We cannot sit around wasting what God has given us. Oh, and quickly, society that is so quick to tell you that, oh, being a Christian or seeking out the things of God or doing it God's way is ridiculous. Can I remind you that on something as simple as resolutions, for goodness sake, we just read that the vast majority cannot even keep them. So maybe it's time we stop going to the world for answers because, hello, the world does not have these answers to these profound things, okay? Friends, the truth is not found in the world. It's found in the word of God and the direction, the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, going off script a little bit because I had a second thing that, um, you know, before I prepared my notes or after I prepared my notes just kind of came to me as well. So the first thing is what narrative have you been repeating or constantly listening to that has been choking the gifts and purposes of God's call in your life? So that's the first thing, like, what have I been speaking to myself? And then I want you to see those things almost as pillars, not just the narratives. I think the narratives can be one pillar, uh, but what areas in your life have been set up as pillars, just holding this oppression over your life? And then start to think practically how can I actually destroy these pillars? Let's say one of the pillars in the example that I gave was fear. Okay, fear is holding, holding something over me. How can I destroy fear in my life and then practically start thinking, okay, what can I do? Well, I can maybe renew my mind. Okay, I can remind myself of who it is that partners with me. Okay, I can memorize scriptures on this. I could, you know, set up a plan. So every single time I feel fear, I can come against that in the name of Jesus. See, I can pray against these things. I can seek God. I can do all these things. Now, all of a sudden, what do we do? We have a plan of action to actually practically attack these things in our lives. If that pillar in your life is narrative or one of your pillars, because I see that a lot of people have many different pillars in their life that's just holding up this, uh, this stuff that is just like looming over them like darkness um, you know, if it's narratives, okay, well, what can I do to assault that narrative and change that? You know, just getting really practical about things. I pray that you would determine deep down inside of you that you will not cross into a new year 
without confronting the things that would try and hold you back. Whether that be beliefs, mindsets, addictions. Remember, God is on your side when you line up with his will. Do not think for a second that he will not move heaven and earth when you're in his will to come fight alongside you. When you realize that and when you really get a hold of that, I promise you, all you'll have to do is watch as just favor hits your life. You will overcome because I want you to hear me. The world would love to convince you that you are the victim. The world would love to convince you that you do not have what it takes. But I promise you that you will overcome. Why? Because the spirit of the overcomer lives within you and is partnering with you. Now go out into whatever it is that God has called you to do and be a man, a woman of action. God bless.